Arizona. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special Arizona edition of the 15-Minute You podcast, better known during bowl season as your Bowl Minute You podcast. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Matt Wazor. That's my brother, Evan. Bowl Minute You, ladies and gentlemen, he invented that on the fly. I like that. I like that. Let's let's run with that in the future. Bowl Minute You. Speaking of bowl games, we are here tonight for mini pod number two. We're going to feature the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl, along with all the other Big Ten bowl games that are not getting their own pod. Evan, you ready to get to work? That I am, sir. Well, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl is featuring two teams with Aggies as their mascot, Matt. Hashtag Aggies, Aggies all the way. Aggies it is squared. the Aggies of New Mexico State against the Aggies of Utah State. The bowl game. What's an, what's an Aggie? I don't know, man. They're both agriculture, you know, Texas a Aggies. Agriculture and mining is what A&M stands for, and then they're the Aggies. I don't know. Like a farmer? Nobody gardens like we do. Something like that. It is on December 29th, CBS Sports Network. Currently, New Mexico State is getting three and a half points, and the over-under is at 60.5. Matt, both teams come into this 6-6, six and six, having qualified for a bowl game by the skin of their teeth. What are your thoughts? So I, my thoughts are, one, this is New Mexico State's first bowl game. So that's got to be considered historic. Historic. So there's a lot of emotional investment here for the New Mexico State Aggies. Statistically... Two things frighten me about Utah State's chances, which has me rolling with New Mexico State. First, at the quarterback play. Tyler Rogers for New Mexico, thrown almost 4,000 passing yards to Love's 1,300 yards. Uh, not even in the same area code. 26 touchdowns for Rogers to 16 interceptions. Love's featuring eight touchdowns to six interceptions. The other thing... The Utah State defense is suspect. You're averaging over 400 yards a game that you're giving up. Rogers is going to light that up. I'm I'm rolling New Mexico here. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing I would like to remind everyone is Love did come in week three. Granted, you, you didn't, those, he didn't miss out on 3,000 no, yards. That's right. in, the gap in, in those stats don't line quite that much, but he did come in week three. He's also a dual threat quarterback versus Rogers, who's very much a pocket passer. I would like to point out, Rodgers was sacked 28 times and threw 16 picks this season. So uh, he ain't exactly John Elway or anything. What's going to be the interesting matchup in this game is when New Mexico, New Mexico State's offense is on the field against Utah State's defense. As mm-hmm. you as we've alluded to, as we've been saying, we're going to have a pass-heavy attack, that air raid coming out of New Mexico State. But Utah State's defense, while they are suspect, the one thing they are good at is pass defense. Uh, they are number 17 in the nation. So far, as far as yards per game with that pass defense, the real question is, can New Mexico State get away from this pass attack and maybe open up that run game? Because let me tell you, Utah State's defense is not good at the run. Uh, They've given up almost 3,000 yards to the run this year. They're they're not good at defense. So the thing they're best at is pass defense. So if New Mexico State can get the run going, like, yikes, Utah State, watch out. I got to agree, though. I think that historic momentum is on New Mexico State's side. I think that's going to help out a lot. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is, might be a high-scoring game, not because Utah State's offense is also 
good. I just think New Mexico State's defense is pretty garbage too. So we'll have to see how that goes up when two like average units face off against each other. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I with you, am rolling the Aggies of New Mexico State. You shaking the over? 16 and a half? Mm. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Over. On I'm wax, he's taking the over. Yep. All right. Next round, let's step into Big Ten play. We will step in December 27th with the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. We have Iowa against Boston College. Both of us, you know, off wax, we've talked. To, it's really a toss-up here. Boston College is getting three points. The over-under here is only 46 and a half. Uh, for me, I'm rolling Hawkeyes. I know that's Big Ten homer of me. I'm also wary about Boston College's defense, and I'm I'm wary about them giving up 398 yards a game against a quarterback like Nathan Stanley. Nathan Stanley's thrown for over 2,000 yards with 25 touchdowns to only six interceptions, far greater than his Boston College counterpart, you know, who has half as much yards and. Ooh, about a 50-50 touchdown-to-interception ratio. So I, I look for the Iowa defense to actually make some plays and Nathan Stanley and the Iowa offense to kind of exploit that Boston College defense, which is definitely missing former coordinator Don Brown. Yeah, I agree with all that. I'm also rolling Hawkeyes. I don't, I don't, I would disagree with the assessment that it, that makes us homers. Look <laughs> at, let's just look at regular season for a second. Okay. Um, they both are coming in seven and five. So, I mean, identical records, but arguably Boston College lost every single big game it had. And I'm not saying that the teams aren't good that they lost to. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Clemson. They lost to Virginia Tech. They lost to NC State. They also lost to Wake, who I think is decent. I don't think they're that good. Their best wins are probably Louisville, who is a really down year, and mm-hmm. UVA, who I think is decent, but like not good by any stretch. Right. I mean, then you go across to the other side, Iowa. Yeah, they lost some big games, but they also won some big games. Let's not remember, or let's not forget they drubbed Ohio State, and let's not forget they beat in-state rival Iowa State. So when you're looking at bowl games, you know, sometimes you got to look at who can get it up for big games, and I know the Hawkeyes can. I'm questionable if Boston College can. Makes me lean Hawkeyes, along with all those points and stats that you, you made. My only weariness about the Hawkeyes is those big wins were all at home, and this game is not at Kinnick Stadium. True, and uh, to that point, Boston College's wins, the big wins that we just discussed, were both on the road. I still... Neutral site, though. I, Not, I still, yeah, neutral site. Yeah, yeah. I still, especially with that defense you were alluding to that the Hawkeyes have, think that Iowa can pull this one out. Agree, agree. All right, what's next? Okay, so next is the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Say that five times fast. It is featuring the Wildcats of Kentucky University against the Wildcats of Northwestern. Matt, how's this possible? Wildcats squared. Right? Again. Man, Aggies all the way. Wildcats squared. A lot of cats out on the field. Um, It is on December 29th, and Kentucky is getting eight and a half points with an Mm over-under of 51. What are your thoughts? So, with points, 100%, I'm taking Kentucky. I would take Northwestern to win the game. I don't see them winning by more than 8.5 points. Yeah, no, man, we're agreeing a lot on this podcast, and it doesn't make for compelling podcasts, but... Eh? 
I just agree with everything you just said. I think Northwestern will win. I, th- I think it's going to end up seven-point difference. So, ergo, take Kentucky. Right. I think just as far as who's going to win, I think Thornson is a better quarterback than Johnson. Just, I mean, look at how many touchdowns they've thrown, the yards they've gone for. But, yeah, I th- and I've been impressed. I think Northwestern, yes, they have three losses. I think in some of those losses, they held around much longer than people expected them to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they gave some really – they gave some good teams really tough times. So they, I mean, hell, they gave Penn State all they could handle and more. Um, oh, yeah. If it wasn't for I, I mean, they held throws. Saquon Barkley to zero yards rushing in the first half of that game. I mean, that's a, that's a stout defense. Agreed. And Kentucky does like – I wouldn't say they're, they favor the run, but they are – and to your point, I think Kentucky favors the run in their game agree agree and i so i expect northwestern to take it i, I think eight and a half is a lot i think that the the defense is good and in terms of quarterback play thorson has the advantage but not in a way that 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 wows me that i think you're gonna you're gonna run up the the score by double digits here agreed where to next well, let's go back two days to the Foster Farms Bowl, which features Arizona against Purdue. We have former Big Ten head coach Rich Rodriguez back against the Big Ten foe in Purdue, who I think, not even secretly, had a pretty good year. Purdue is getting four and a half points in this game. The over-under is 63. Folks, to me, that's a failed test on Vegas. Failed test. I, I would take Purdue outright. I'm certainly taking them with the points. Purdue, in the unit in which they've grown the most, you were the 11th ranked defense in the Big Ten last year. Uh, You are a top five defense this year. Khalil Tate, number one in the NCAA for Arizona, rushing yards per attempt at 10.2 yards per attempt. Purdue's going to single in on him. They shut down Khalil Tate, especially his his ability to scramble. Uh, This is Purdue's ballgame. I'm going to be close. I'm definitely taking Purdue at the points. I would take Purdue outright. Yeah, I don't know if it's a failed test because I think I'm also going to go with Rich Rod and the really? Cats. And By that, more than four and a half? And that rush attack. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Why? I think I think it's going to be close, but uh, four and a half? I, I mean, I like that odds, man. I like those odds. I think this is going to be a touchdown or more uh, win just because I think Arizona is just going to light the scoreboard up. I would take the Cats. But uh, so- I think – Purdue's, I think, I think you're overselling Purdue's ability to stop the run. I think they're a little soft on the run. Well, but Tate also is ranked seven or higher in every passing category in the Pac-12. Not in NCAA, but in the Pac-12. I, in your own conference, you're not even like a, a, a premier passer. I think, yeah, if you shut down the rushing attack, that's the end of the ballgame. Uh, my, my response would be that's a big if against Khalil Tate, who had some Heisman love throughout the season. Well, some highs in love if you live like in the southwestern part of the country, but otherwise, most people don't even. There are listeners to this pot who are going to be like, "Man, who's Clil Tate?" I'm fair. Uh, Probably like a reflection of our, our podcasting. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at an Arizona offense that's averaging almost 500 yards on offense against a Purdue defense that's. Giving up on average four hundred, almost four hundred yards. I think that's a little soft. I think Rich Rod's going to exploit it. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because I don't think Arizona's very good at defense. But again, I think I think Khalil Tate and Arizona—they're just going to run that scoreboard up, and I don't think Purdue can last. I, okay, I don't know why this game has me so enraged. My only other two points are one: Purdue is up in the turnover margin for the season. 
So I, this is how stout their defense is. They also had the best red zone offense in the Big Ten. Halfway through the season, they were a perfect 15 for 15. I know it's, I understand it's a big if. When they get the ball, though, and they get it close, they convert. It's, it's not a team. What does the Arizona defense look like to you? I, I just don't see that as being able to stop them. If they are stopping Tate on the run, that's the ball game, and I'll take the four points. Fair. We shall see. Very controversial pick here. Heated debate. We'll have to see how that one goes. Matt, we got one more bowl to talk about before we're out of here. We have the AutoZone Liberty Bowl featuring the Iowa State Cyclones versus the Memphis – oh, I'm blanking on their mascot. Tigers. Um, the Memphis Tigers. Thank you. It is on December 30th. Iowa State is getting three points, and the over-under is 66 and a half. Your thoughts? I, I'm taking the Tigers. I, I was taking had those points. They're going to need them and more. Uh, I'm also taking the over in this game. You're just going to add a tremendously explosive offense that I think runs the table. Uh, Iowa State had some really, really impressive wins. But don't don't sleep on Memphis. This is a 10-2 and two team. They're just get, not getting a lot of love because of the conference that they're in. Iowa State dropped some, some games to teams that were just inexcusable. Yes, you beat Oklahoma. You also lost to Iowa. Right, so, and to me, that's another home factor. You won your biggest games at home. I want to talk to you about a guy named Riley Ferguson. He's thrown for almost four thousand yards. He has thirty-six touchdowns to nine interceptions. And then watch yourself so you don't catch on fire here. But the Memphis offense averages five hundred and forty-eight yards per game. That's nearly two hundred more yards per game than the Cyclones. Yikes, man! Yikes on bikes. So. I just wonder how much of that is because of the conference they play in. I mean, let's not lie that, like, the American Athletic, while I do think there are a lot of good teams in that conference, like, let's not act like it's stacked and, you know, every con- is, every is team is— Is UCF good? I think so, yeah. Is I think Memphis is good. I think Navy's decent. I think Houston's decent. Um, Memphis so, took UCF to two overtimes. They also lost to them twice this season. Their best wins were Navy, decent, Houston, decent, and UCLA. Iowa State, they beat Oklahoma, they beat TCU, and they beat Oklahoma State. They have a lot of losses. I would argue they play in a tough in a tougher conference. I agree with your assessment. If you're betting over-under, take that over. This is going to be a mm-hmm. very, very high-scoring game. I will be very interested to see how the Memphis offense holds up against a Big 12 defense. Not that I'm saying like the Big 12 defenses are vaunted, but I think they're better than the American Athletic defenses. Sure. Um, I also just don't think Memphis's defenses are is, is very good. Um, yeah. They're 120th overall in yards per game. They are 122nd in passing yards allowed and 98th in uh, rushing yards allowed. Now – Iowa State doesn't have the best offense, but statistically, I mean, their rankings are all better than those things, especially, and perhaps most concerning, passing. They're coming in at number 32. They're averaging uh, 269 yards per game. So can they light this Memphis defense up? I mean, I think so. We'll we'll have to see. Um, I predict a high-scoring game. I also predict a lot of turnovers. They're both in the top 10 for turnover margin, so look for that. I think this game Mm -hmm. could be very exciting. Definitely tune in. I think... What it might come down to, Matt, is a couple key penalties, and Memphis is near the bottom for penalty yards per game. So when we're talking a close game like that, like that could have a major major factor. So I'm taking over, but I'm taking the Cyclones. Fair. Fair. 
Tune in December 30 to find out. Before we go, Evan, what is your reaction? FCS play over the weekend. Oh, both my final teams made it in. So yay for that. We're looking at James Madison versus North Dakota State University. First week in January, I believe the 8th? Bison. Sixth. I guess the 8th would have been the second one. Bison. You still don't know how to say that. Also, guys, does Matt actually have a bracket? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. He hasn't made it public. But my two final teams are in. That's all I know. Good job. I mean, What's goodness gracious. That, I, not, I was not disappointed in the, in the JMU uh, South Dakota game. But JMU forced five turnovers in one quarter. Like, the show was over at that point. You can't. Can't win a no. game with five turn. Well, I don't want to say never, but no, that's like, that's like a mercy rule. Five turnovers one quarter. Uh, that's mercy rule. Mercy rule. Alrighty, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you're all set for the water cooler. Hopefully, your office pools are getting that much easier with this level <laughs> of analysis. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, wherever else you find your fine podcasts. Hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. Also, remember to look out. For our uh, partnership podcast Mm -hmm. with The Mm -hmm. Athlete's Guide, you can find it on the Apple Podcast app or iTunes just by searching The Athlete's Guide. Can't get enough Matt and Evan. Can't do it. With bowl season upon us officially, yesterday being the first day of bowl season, we just like to say to everyone, as they say in Westeros, we wish you good fortunes in the wars to come. But just remember, folks, don't pick them like my brother. don't pick them like my brother. Arizona. I can't believe somebody wrote a song about First Arizona. time I ever heard this song, but Arizona. I couldn't find one. I'm sure there exists, but Arizona. Arizona. Also, cut off your Indian braids. Like, oh, I don't think that's easy. Yeah, we might edit that out. <laughs> I'm stopping recording in three, two, oh, one.